0: AM 790 Talk and Business presents Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island with your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. Join Bronwyn to hear about the next Water Fire event in downtown Providence, plus other great cultural events happening in the community. Now, here's your host, Bronwyn Dannenfelser. And here is not your host, Brahman Felser. Brahman is in Manhattan today, and uh, I'm sitting in for her. I'm usually her co-host, but welcome to Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island, and our special thanks to our show sponsor, National Grid. And today we're starting to begin the coverage for a very exciting event that's coming up on June 13th, and I've got two special guests, and this is the Waterfire International, the Waterfire, the Providence International Arts Festival. And first, we're going to start talking to Lynn McCormick, who's the Director of the City Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism for the City of Providence. And Lynn, you've been in Providence for a a while. You graduated in Frisbee in 1989, and you've been a practicing artist and a filmmaker. But you have devoted a tremendous amount of your life to a huge accomplishment of making art such a central part of the City of Providence. So I want to start with a thank you. Uh, You work behind the scenes. There's... Um, You know, I work on Water Fire, which is one project. You work on 70 projects a year all the time, as well as lots of other things. So tell us what the Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism does, because it's a lot.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, Barnaby, thank you for having me today. Um, It's a pleasure to be on the show. Um, The Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism was founded in 2004. Three by then-Mayor David Cicilline. Um, he was building on the foundation that had been laid by prior mayors, Buddy Cianci and Joe Paolino, who both believed that arts and culture was an important uh, piece of the city. Um, and he came in and moved our Parks Department Office of Cultural Affairs and changed that up into a full-service arts and cultural sort of... Um, department for the city, and since then we've done a lot of different things. Um,
0: it's really a cabinet-level position now. It's a cabinet-level position.
1: Um, uh, we now have Mayor Jorge Alorza, who is an ardent supporter of arts and culture and is really behind this festival. So it's been a pleasure working with him for the last few months, and I look forward to the next three and a half and years. And he's full of enthusiasm, and he's which is great. full of enthusiasm, great. and it's yeah. really coming from his heart and soul, and Absolutely. it's amazing to see. He he understands why arts and culture is important to a city and, and what... Um, uh, what the idea of creative placemaking is, which we can talk about later. But, mm-hmm. but my role and my department's role, and I have a very small staff. It's three people um, who do amazing work. Uh, and, um, but our main, but, but what we definitely sort of focus in on is policy. So, how do arts and cultural policies sort of permeate city government? How do we work across departments with the planning department and our DPW and our parks department, and in the mayor's office? And we just sort of integrate arts and culture into a lot of different kinds of things. We also do direct programming, and this is one of those direct programs is the International Arts Festival that we're doing with First Works and uh, the Avenue Concept and the One Providence Experience. We've got lots of partners, um, our main partner being First Works, of course. Um, and then, and, and we also do programming in the neighborhoods all summer long. We run the Fourth of July celebration for this city, and then we also cultivate and work with other organizations who do events, so clearly, you know, we work together on Waterfire and we help you with your permitting and all the... The city things that happen along you also do a big event like that.
0: Arts policy, such as mm-hmm. the sales tax district and artist housing yeah, and we, education in the arts. I mean, a, there's a lot of things that go on through that office.
1: There's a lot. Tourism.
0: Um, Tour.
1: Tourism is the Convention of Visitors Bureau. We partner right. with them, but okay. they they really do run that that ship. Um, but we do help cultivate the tourism assets. So we make True. sure that Trinity. Um, if they're having an issue with something, that we can help them along with that. So. And,
0: and you coordinate a calendar that is. Oh yes, yeah. so we have an we arts should, we, should give that, that we should is just, give. That, what is the, what's the address for that? A it's
1: www.artsnowri. So a r t s n o w r i. dot com. It's a full. Really comprehensive arts calendar for the city and, to, and and frankly for the entire state. So it's yeah, a great, great And this it's is evergreen. Resource.
0: It's kept up by your staff and lots of other partner organizations. It's a go-to first place look to see what's going on and why people are so excited about the arts in Providence. You can really get a sense of the buzz that you see there. You
1: yeah, and I think I mean I think the other thing that's really important to understand is just that. We, for a city our size, the mayor likes to say we deliver a pack a big punch, and it's true, and it's that's backed up with data. The Absolutely. nonprofit arts community alone creates a $191 million economic impact for the city and the state on an annual basis. And Which that's, is jobs that's, and
0: taxes and quality of life and reasons for businesses to come here and tourists to visit. That's important.
1: And for a city our size, that's we're 60% higher in that number than other cities our size. So it really is a significant difference, and it, it's important to understand That's
0: that. astonishing. Yeah. I mean, we in the arts community know, uh, the way I've heard Mayor Lorza say it many times is we punch above our weight in the arts, and it's a great uh, sort of vivid expression, and we also... No, it's true, but 60% higher than a comparable American city of our size is astonishing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and, uh, the quality is superb. You know, one of the things I had wanted to talk about is, you know, Roger Williams founded the city on this idea of inclusiveness, and we've always had these uh, ethnically... Um, diverse neighborhoods of representing uh, of welcoming immigrants from across the country, and we have arts groups of every variety that you deal with. You've got uh, you've got cultural festivals all around the city. We've got institutions as old as I was looking at the Athenaeum, which was first started as a small group in 1753. Um, so this idea of culture and the arts has been something that's been dear to Providence for a long, long time, and it's just been growing. And it's there's a synergistic energy with that. Which is astonishing, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And I think it's just it's it's, it's the way that um, people in Providence <coughs> celebrate um, life, you know and and um, it's a really important part of our the way that we live and the way that our city functions and And in some ways, it's very unique to New England. And I think for a city, our size to have such diversity is amazing, and the fact that we're all working together to create something, particularly with this festival, is really remarkable.
0: Well, I think this festival, and we're going to go into great detail on this festival in the next segment, but this festival is a great testimony, A, to Mayor Loris' vision for a really broad providence, or one providence, as he was calling it, of everyone coming together and celebrating the strengths of the community. and. So many organizations have stepped forward to be partnership in this. It's you and First Works are coordinating. Kathleen will be on shortly, has spent a lot of time coordinating this, um, the massive number of things that are going. We've had a lot of community meetings, and we'll go into more detail on that. But when we look at, you know, the history of the arts in Rhode Island, um, the Rhode Island School of Design was founded in 1877. And... Uh, That has somewhere like 2,300 students, and those students graduate, and many of them stay on in Rhode Island, and many of them do projects in Rhode Island, and it's made a special feeling of possibility and interest. You go around the corner, you see all sorts of interesting things, and you've doubled that and tripled that by adding new projects, inviting people from all over the world. I remember Convergence Festival, which uh, you were working with Bob Rizzo. That was a project of the Parks Department. Um, we I participated in some projects with that. But there were there were some fun times there. There was really remarkable feelings of the city coming together. And at
1: that time, I think it was, you know, Bob's vision was really about bringing people into the city because in 1996 we were just opening the Riverwalk. Um, you know, Mayor right. CNC asked us to program downtown at the time. Right we started ragwell's park, in park exactly, but yeah. even that programming was to bring people back into to the, the park, park. Yep. and so this notion of creating arts programming to bring people to places that they're not exploring or they don't understand is very you know it, it's a concept that's pretty it's utilized in a lot of places and that's actually the, the beginnings of the word's creative placemaking <laughs> yeah, exactly. which is a wonky yeah. p- term right now that we don't need to go into cuz I listen is probably <laughs> <laughs> don't want us to do that but um, i think it, it you know the whole notion of using arts and culture to create community to create um, opportunities to bring people yep, together and, and connections in public spaces, in particular, right. it it, ba- it really helps change perception of place, and that's really what WaterFire did, you know, back right. in 1996 when we were really just starting to rediscover what the new downtown was like. It was a way to bring people into the downtown, right. come together, and feel a different kind of atmosphere that didn't exist exactly. before that time. And so, the arts can do that. And that's what the arts can do. I right. remember
0: when Convergence started and the casino was falling apart in the park. hmm hmm And so much work has been done by so many people all across the city to restore Williams Park. The zoo is looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the casino was restored. The park's looking great. We've got a new parks commissioner who's been continuing that work. And then downtown with the moving of the river, um, you know, I, I was just looking, you know... Um, Festival Ballet Providence was founded in 1978. Gam Theater was founded in 1984 by some students from from Trinity. Um, you know, AS220 started in 1985 downtown and mm-hmm. is now has I can't keep track. Four buildings now. Yeah, three and a half, three mm. maybe four. four. They have working three on working, on <laughs> working on four. Working on four. Um, The Convergence Arts Festival is doing stuff all over downtown. WaterFire started in 1994. Uh, Community Music Works and the Providence String Quartet started in 1997. Uh, Steel Yard in 2003. Uh, Sound Session. Let's talk about Sound Session. That was another great example of creative placemaking. That was 2004 is about when that started. Maybe we
1: can talk about some of these things after the commercial break because I think we could go into some more details about how they've changed things.
0: We will do that. So it's a big festival, and we'll continue that conversation right after this break. Keeps you company, and we keep getting better at it with the iHeartRadio app. Your favorite station is able to go where you go. Just download the free app and get to playing this station at
2: iHeartRadio.com.
0: So we're back with Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island and uh, our special look at the upcoming Providence International Arts Festival. And our first guest is Lynn McCormick, the Director of Art, Culture, and Tourism. And we were talking about um, all the work that that office has been coordinating, but all the partner organizations that help have made the arts such an exciting um, venue in Providence and such an exciting way to change the city. And we were beginning to talk about this idea of creative placemaking. Before I go there, then I just wanted to say, Lynn, you've worked on this for so long and so carefully that your... Personality and your engagement is part of this, and your sort of game, because there are so many players here. And we mentioned AS220, which uh, started as a small group of stu- uh, start group of uh, artists organized by Umberto Crenca in 1985. And let's talk about how that impacted downtown.
1: Sure. Um, actually, I was there in 1985 making crazy <laughs> performance art in, in AS220. Um, and I think... Um, and, and, and actually, I'm just thinking, even before that, Trinity Rep was was the sort of anchor institution in downtown before almost anything else was happening. And PPAC as well. And was PPAC, another PPAC p- was too. still... Yeah. wasn't even quite there yet. They right. were still doing rock shows and Trinity that Trinity Rep opened thing.
0: in 1963 and did a yeah. lot of experimental stuff in different parts of the city, starting in South Providence. Yeah, yeah. And eventually came downtown. Yeah, but yeah. when
1: they got downtown, town at that time it was really the the, re- the reason to come downtown I won't say the other reasons to come downtown because it may be too mm-hmm. a, little, a little illicit for our for our mm-hmm. listeners but <laughs> okay. <We'll go> <laughs> but when, when as 220 came in and they they started these you know they're sort of in residence, and then in about 19, what year was it that they bought the building on Empire Street? But that I was really remember. the yeah. moment that, that things started, started to change. That was started to really make a change and because they this was that a building, building in bad shape. This was a building in bad shape. It was 115, 95 Empire to 115 Empire. It was really a building that had been the tenants had been um, video stores and well, and drug addicts. Drug and addicts. And it, it and, was a yeah, mess. I mean it, it was, was. a mess. Yeah. So you,
0: you did not want to walk anywhere near that. Block.
1: No, you could. There were prostitutes and all kinds of other things happening. So they bought that building and they renovated it and they fixed it up and they brought artists in and and, and, and they made a big change on the street and then went over to Washington and Bob Dreyfus and yep. then the Mercantile Block. And these opportunities for arts organizations to buy their buildings have always sort of been supported by the city in one way or another, either right. with funding or just yeah, including, s- for Trinity, including for Trinity, Including yeah, for so, the city has been a long supporter So support there's been a things, lot yeah. of this kind of stuff happening. The Steel Yard went and bought the Steel Yard and changed the neighborhood. Community Absolutely. Music Works went into the West End and and sort of took up residence, new mm, urban and arts. You guys helped us um, with the building Water Fires. And and well. Yeah, and yeah. the building that you just bought. And so there is this sort of understanding that arts and cultural organizations can make change in a way that maybe other organizations don't, or, can't or not don't, but just that they can make transformative change in a place and so that's sort of the notion that this um the the beginnings of this arts festival come from the national endowment for the arts started a, a program a few years ago go called our town and it was to get mayors involved in arts in their cities for the most part and so they put these big grants together and in 2010 we or 11 we got a, our first one and this is our second grant and um um, and so it's it's an outgrowth of that and kind of idea. And people may remember
0: that our town, that 2011 to our town event, also done in partnership with many organizations, but leading with First Works, was when Bandaloop did the dance performance down the face. Yes,
1: of, and at that and night we demonstrated really Yeah, that. and we really demonstrated. And Rocco Landsman was yeah, here from mm-hmm. the
0: National Endowment for the Arts that night with you and Kathleen and just was amazed at everything that was happening in the city, and we had 45,000 people on Kennedy Plaza.
1: And it was also the night that Mayor Tavares was out there with us and Senator Reed's staff was out there with us, and we we sort of gave them an image of what that plaza could actually be, and so right. that, that sort of spurred the change for Kennedy Plaza's renovations and things like that.
0: Um, which brings us to the ground of something that's going to be happening on June 11th through 14th, um, but and I think um, you want to give an intro to that, and then we, I want to bring Kathleen in as well. Yeah, but sure,
1: sure. Um, so on June 13th, which is the big night, we have the Saturday night, yeah. Providence International Arts Festival. There will be events happening From Waterfire along the river through Kennedy Plaza into downtown on Westminster Street and all the way down to Washington Street to the Providence Public Library. We'll be working with multiple organizations. One of our partners is the Avenue Concept, and they've funded a lot of um, public art projects, and there's going to be some amazing murals that they'll be putting up with international artists. And the the
0: Avenue Concept, people may not have heard, it's a recent arts organization that Yara Thorne has been leading, focusing with. Established artists and young artists, and I think they've got 50 or 60 art pieces they're mm-hmm. going to install and watch mm-hmm. in... Washington Street.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot going on, including mm-hmm. a, a lot of international artists that First Works is bringing in. We'll let bring Kathleen on to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's,
0: let's bring Kathleen in and some great music, some really exciting stuff. And uh, Kathleen, are you here?
1: Yes. Hi.
0: Well, let's do it's an introduction. For exciting
2: conversation to join.
0: Well, thank Thanks you, Kathleen. Let's for start for with Let's start with uh, your connection to Rhode Island. You've been working on projects in Rhode Island for a long time. Um, first work says you were working long before that with both the Rhode Island School of Design and your own work and with uh, First Night. Um, yes. So you have been one of the pioneers in the power of the arts to transform place and this idea of festival and you have looked at this all over the world and brought artists from all over the world to Providence uh, to great success and we thank you for that. Do you want to tell us no, a little bit no. about your motivation and your history, and then we'll go into the upcoming excitement for middle of June.
2: Sure, sure. So um, I came to Providence in the late 80s and um, really was it became very interested in the the ways that we could engage people with the arts and, and not necessarily engaging the already true believers, but um, being artistic director of First Night for some, 10-plus uh, years, was a really great example of seeing the way that the community came together and could kind of happen on in a festival situation. Um, you know, international artists, community artists, this real blend, um, which First Works still really believes in the idea of bringing in guests from the outside, the idea of finding um, communities where children and students and and, and families, and families really invest yeah. in teaching cultural traditions. Um, so we um, have have really found when when we did something like Band-a-Loop, um Project Bandaloop on on uh, One Financial Plaza, you know they're a dance company and and um, we as you said had tens of thousands of people uh, at the uh, First Source Festival on the plaza in 2012, people who wouldn't necessarily say, "Let me choose dance." Oh. And so the idea of festival is really an interesting way that has been part for me since since the first night days. of saying, "What is a festival? What does it mean in Rhode Island in Providence? How is how does it become a kind of um, center, a, a kind of gateway?" the arts and um, there have been an, an amazing projects that that have come from from that kind of uh, philosophy um, and amazing partnerships
0: well, there's something about festival which is about freedom and surprise and exhilaration and engagement and synergy and fun and all yeah, those things are there really. yeah. you
2: know I, I think there's a huge thing where people are, are so so media saturated they all have right. a lot of Choices they can make themselves about their playlists and, you know, where they want to be. Our, our time is more pressed in, in America than, than any other time. And so one thing a festival does is it, it, it kind of um, lists that, uh, gives give some air to all that. You can choose, you know. You, you can spend all your time Around you know one particular stage, or you cannot be in front of a stage at all, and you can
0: you. Or you can enjoy the and, great restaurants of Providence. I mean, there's something about the immediacy and the empathy and the connection with people that we crave.
2: I, I I think that's right, and and this this sort of sense of bringing people together around the arts is is really been at the core for First Works as I'm as I'm you know, hearing kind of the historic. Uh, background of all the organizations that that uh, we know so well I think well first works is kind of the youngster in this we just celebrated a decade and um, you know we we are all building off of each other there there are um, many um, sort of visions within the overarching vision of, of the Providence International arts Festival and it's really exciting to see that that um blend i mean I, I feel like one of my key points is having moved from being a, a theater director to to being more curatorial and, and then of course running a non profit which is <laughs> its own kind of
0: it's own uh, kind of animal yeah, there's a lot um, of other work there i mean it's yeah there's a lot of responsibility
1: and I think right. the I think the other thing about a festival is that it it is it can become a destination festival so you know, we've got South by Southwest, and people think of Mardi Gras and the yep. New Orleans Jazz Festival. The mayor loves to talk about that when he goes to it all the time. Um, you know, this kind of a festival for for Providence is a really cool thing. We've had lots of different festivals over the last 30 years that have started, and some have grown and then changed and and gone away. But um, this is our you know this is our kind of shot at that at this point, and we've got great support from the business community as well around this. Um, there, this we've got Lots of sponsors and and folks really coming to the table because they understand this vision and um, it's exciting to see everybody coming together in this way.
0: And um, Kathleen, We've I think you've over could...
2: the years at a lot of festivals. You know, Burning Man, Spoleto, sure. um, Our 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 neighbor in New Haven, the Festival of Arts and Ideas, is right. in their 30th year and you know hosted um, did an enormous economic impact study and. I, I love when you can see the investment, because this does take an investment, and we're, we're, we're trying to grow that for for the International Arts Festival, but then you see the payoff in, in numerous ways. Some some have uh, um, dollars and cents, uh, you know, kind of benchmarks, and, and others are less tangible.
0: Well, you know, you corrected me on Mandalupo, So it was in 2012 when we had the, the First Works Festival in the plaza. Is that right?
2: Right. 2012. Yeah. And WaterFire yeah. on the plaza. And
0: yeah, we had WaterFire that night, and I sh- I should acknowledge another debt. Um, WaterFire started with you when you were still with First Night. That was in 1994 when we first did that project for First Night, and it sort of had a popular response that's been growing. So you've been doing, although First Works has been just over 10 years, you've been doing projects in Rhode Island for well over you know 20 years. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a
2: wonderful, uh, fertile landscape. I mean, I, I remember well um, the the idea as you articulated it first for Water Fire and, uh, you know, the, the courage to do it on New Year's Eve. and, not right, and uh, zero, Through, through the cold. ice.
0: Now, we have a break <laughs> coming up, but the, uh, we're going to go over all the things that are happening on June 13th when we come back with Kathleen and with Lynn. So, Water Fire Ignites Rhode Island is back, um, and our show is sponsored today by National Grid. And I'm with uh, Lynn McCormick of the City of Providence Department of Art, Cultural, and Tourism, and with Kathleen from... Um Works Providence, which is doing the huge Providence International Arts Festival, which is uh, July 11th through 14th, and the big day is July 13th. And we're going to talk about all the things that are happening. I do want to mention now, and we'll mention again, uh, one of the websites that has the schedule, which is www.pvdfestival.com. And there are so many big things happening. Um, Kathleen, you want to tell us a little bit about Earth Harp and Angelique Cujo and some of these uh, big, big features we've got on June 13th?
2: Sure. Yeah. So um, we we have had this this wonderful kind of embarrassment of riches. Like, what part do you talk about first? But in, in a, a lot of ways, um, talking about placemaking in Kennedy Plaza is where this uh, latest incarnation really emanates from. So in Kennedy Plaza, um, we have a project by an artist sculptor, musician, uh, William Close, called the Earth Harp. And actually, we were talking about festivals before, and the Earth Harp has been many places around the world, but Burning Man is, is certainly one of them. It's the world's longest um, stringed instrument, and it gives this wonderful opportunity to make the the building, an iconic building in, in uh, Kennedy Plaza, um, the canvas for, for um, this concert. And, um, the Earth Harp will be strung to the parapets of the so-called Superman Building, and um, Earth Harp is uh, in, installing starting the middle of next week. And we'll be giving concerts with uh, with a whole musical ensemble, but um, using rosin gloves to play these amazing long strings. Um, and uh, like so many of the artists that are going to be part of this festival. Um, one really great thing is the way Earth Harp will be engaging kids and will have a, a kind of community play um, opportunity for people to play. The Earth Harp school kids are, are coming in on Friday at a couple different times. And uh, really, you know, an artist, in, in um, William, the creator, who wants to connect and, and, and share sort of his sense of of... Innovating and, and inventing and discovery, so that's a really um, you know a, one of one of our headline artists you can hear about um, many and more. And, up. and then the other that'll also be played Anjali Anjali on the
0: thirteenth as well, right? Of course, the, the yeah. Earth Harp. So it's going to be there concerts. three different concerts, and it's a it's a exciting engagement directly with a Providence icon. And then let's talk about Angelique Cujo. Yeah,
2: Kijo. Um and Angelique um is Kijo. another one of these. Amazing kind of multi-dimensional artist. She's she's a, a a powerhouse singer from Benin, and she's also a humanitarian activist. And she will be giving three concerts on the evening of June 13th on the First Works Plaza stage. And um, in in keeping with what I was just talking about, she's going to be uh, talking about kind of her sense of art, her art changing the world and her humanitarian efforts with uh, students at Sophia Academy on Friday, and then also part of a, a discussion that we're doing with the Providence Athenaeum, um, a salon that, that comes, you know, down, down the hill to downtown. It will be at the Peerless Loft about art activating community.
0: And and also when is that?
2: Sangari is going to be part of that. So it's
0: Another great artist. Uh, when is that? Yeah. Uh, that uh, conversation?
2: That's Friday at 5:30. Okay. On the on the 12th, and you know, kind of, you can see in this festival, which ha- has um, really grown quite large, but but also the the kind of um, seeds of of some of where we want it to go. There's this sort of sense of art and ideas. Um, and artists who really are are using their music or their dance or their visual art, the the two wonderful muralists that Avenue Concept has brought from Poland who are installing their work as we speak, um, but who really use their art to talk about the world.
0: And to change the world and to make it a better place for us all to connect. Just for listeners to to find these places, the Plaza stage is on Kennedy Plaza, in front of the federal courthouses. Am I right in Let that? Let yes.
1: I would like to take everyone on a walk through the okay. plaza, yes, through the, yes. through the festival. Yeah, t- tell us all the things. Tell us all the <laughs> so, things that are happening because um, there uh, there's,
0: there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Just so you want to spend plenty of time walking around, discovering yeah, all day. Yeah. So From it noon starts, on?
1: well four o'clock. Really okay, is really right. at the yeah. Okay. There'll be stuff happening at noon and sort yeah. of ramping up, but the main activities start at four and go till about eleven mid or midnight. Um, and then water fire continues. Um, but if you enter, if you c- start at the beginning of Washington Street and Empire and you walk down Washington where Street, street where the public and library in right Trinity, right Trinity there, is, yep. you're going to come onto Washington Street and the street will be closed and there will be. Uh, stages all up and down the street with different events happening. The cultural stage, um, Avenue Concept stage, Daytrill, which is doing a sort of hip hop event uh, um, that's going to be really amazing and, and wonderful for kids and, and and not well, it's an 18 plus event. But um, it, it, there'll be a really great festival vibe. It'll be a lot of fun. There'll be bars out on the street. There'll be lots of um, ways to engage with artists and also have uh, participate in family events. The Coastway Community Bank is running a, a, a children's area at their at their bank with cultural performances and then you'll get into Kennedy Plaza and that's where all these amazing spectacles are going to happen you'll see that earth harp you'll hear Angelique Kijo we have another um sort of cir- it's almost like a circus act Kathleen right in the in the Alexanani city center mm-hmm. called mm-hmm. Wise Fool that will be doing three performances that night and this amazing pneumatic uh, opera company that will have this huge stage and they'll do this opera performance this called Squonk Opera, opera yeah. and it's going to be so much fun and um, where will that be also? That is a 40-foot pneumatic uh,
2: lady. It's called Lady Pneumatica and and although they they have opera in their name and I love opera, Squonk Opera is is kind of an indie rock um, yeah. group. That, uh, really also embraces the idea of spectacle. You know, there's, there's something about new circus arts and spectacle that is doing that same thing we talked about earlier, kind of cracking open the idea of you don't just watch these performances, you can dance, you can interact, and, and I love that, that energy. You know, we've, we've seen it in other festivals. We saw it last fall with the Urban Carnivale that celebrated both the Department of Art, Culture, and Tourism's 10th anniversary in ours, that that people don't stand still, <laughs> at, least,
0: yeah.
2: at least not for very long. We, we and they have, can be dancing and, we have two and minutes all to, ages mixing it up.
0: We have two minutes on the segment to finish the walkthrough, because you're going down, and then the main stage is in front of the courthouse. The main
1: the main stage will be in front of the courthouse, Plus, and then on you'll Plaza. on Kennedy Plaza, and then we'll... Then, water fire will be happening obviously across the river and and then
0: over near the arcade. and then over there's near there's the arcade stage, there's yeah. another
1: stage with one providence experience, and uh, Les fields will be playing on that he's an amazing blues, um, blues artist. And, and that's a project being that's done that's a project with being done with the Columbus the guys who run the Columbus theater yeah, but the, it's theater group, the one yeah. providence experience and then inside the arcade style week, and all the vendors in there are going to have have another event going on and um and then, over and then we have participating <laughs> venues throughout downtown um, e- even some you know retailers are getting involved and there are bars that will have bars out on the street so it's going to be a real festival atmosphere and a lot of fun and it's all and free
0: it's it's all free it's all going to be absolutely mind-droppingly uh, you know mind-alteringly amazing some of these groups are and in fact all of these groups are, are just absolutely not to be missed and we'll go into a little more detail when we come back for the last segment Um, But don't miss it, June 13th, Saturday night. We are back with uh, Waterfire Ignites Rhode Island. And uh, we've been talking about the Providence International Arts Festival, which is uh, June 11th through 14th, but the big day is June 13th, and I want to give the website again, www.pvdfestival.com, and that has... a a large amount of information in there and details on how to get there but this is going to be an event you are not going to want to miss first of all it's going to be a tremendous amount of fun the art is going to be absolutely spectacular it is free it is for all ages it's for all families we're going to talk about some of the additional artists and some of the additional neighborhood connections but we want to talk a little bit about practical issues um You can volunteer for this event on that website that says participate, right, Lynn? They can click Mm -hmm, in and mm -hmm. we can use plenty of volunteering. Um, This is going to sort of uh, be a, uh, a big impact on downtown, so plan to come early and plan to park and plan to walk. The buses will be rerouted. so the you buses need to check be with out around
1: the plaza. They'll so still be
0: getting it here. Come by bus is actually probably mm-hmm, one of the best ways mm-hmm. to go, but do look at Ripta to see how the schedule has changed. And I know in Burnside Park there's going to be a festival of Rhode Island artists and craftspeople and vendors, and that's from 4 o'clock on?
1: Well, hmm We're working with um, Buy Local Rhode Island, and they're helping program that area. So that'll be happening all and through the evening.
0: I think the new entrance will be open for prince okay. Park. We hope, okay. They've been working on things there. And there's also a procession. When is the procession and people can participate in that, right?
1: Yeah, so we're having, um, meet people might remember from first night, there was always a procession to kick off the event. Um, we had a big parade during Sound Session, another music festival we did a few years ago. So this is sort of a start of that. Um, the, the procession will start at 4:44 Westminster Street on Empire Street at Empire Street, and at, at what uh, time though? Gather at 4:30. Okay. And come in your costumes, bring your you know your Girl Scout troops with <laughs> with. Uh, With their call, whatever you know, come
0: bring everything. Celebrate celebrate, what you love. Make something fun.
1: Come to come there. Line up, and then we'll process into downtown. And the opening welcoming ceremonies will happen right after that.
0: So that'll be. So where is the assembly point? Uh,
1: 444 Westminster Street at Empire Street.
0: Now we're a landmark kind of place, so that's um, the.
1: It's it's the Mayor Dorley Municipal Building, the old Blue Cross building for us
0: Rhode Islanders. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Um, And and everyone's welcome, and that's going to be something you're going to want to both participate in and watch. I'm, I'm sure there are marching bands. There's We've got several great marching bands in there. And we were talking about some of the other partnerships with musicians that you wanted to bring up. And Kathleen, I think you're still on, on there. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking of Sidi um, Baiga we had on the show here, and he's going to be playing, and he's going to be playing in partnership with uh, some, some several international artists. Can you tell us more about right. that? Right, well,
2: particularly Umu Sangare, which yes. is, is really exciting. Um, I, I think this idea of um, the relationships that many Providence artists have and the knowledge of artists from beyond our borders, this is, uh, um, C.D. had, had, um, uh, uh, collaborated with her before, and so to bring her in to perform as a headliner um, uh, at the Alex Sinani Center is, is really going to be a special moment. You know, the energy is incredible, and I think it also points to how international this festival is. Um, we have artists um, from Brazil and Cuba um, and certainly West Africa represented in Poland with uh, the two muralists, muralists, muralists in yes. Vienna, and so um, there, there's a real energy in the artists coming together and their exchange, as well as a, an energy that, that we find in in the audience. You know, there's there's a kind of um, relationship that that happens on stage off stage, and, and between the two. Um, that's really great.
0: Well, it's, uh, you know, it's the sort of thing that uh, really shows the artists, the, the Providence audience, both Providence artists and artists from all around the world, and how the city knits those together in such an engaging and wonderful way. Uh, now, just to make clear, the Nani Center, that's where the skating center is in front of the Biltmore. And so sort of ground zero of this is Kennedy Plaza and the uh, Burnside Park next door, uh, City Hall, and the Skating Center and then all the way down Washington Street and then the stage that's going to be over next to the Arcade and water fire along the river. And we'll be celebrating Gatsby Day as well. We'll talk about that next week on the show. Um, it's going to be a night people are not going to want to miss, and uh, we encourage everyone to get down there. The website, again, is www.pvdfestival.com. It's got detailed schedules of the many, many things that are going on, Plus the Friday events, and I think there's some. What's happening Sunday? You've got there's some other events Sunday. The here.
2: untaping of tape art. Um, well, well, let's talk about tape
0: art. There's tape art w- pieces that are going up all over. It. People may not know that expression.
2: Right, right. So, so these are um, uh, amazing sort of drawings, almost sculptures on walls. And um, And they are happening in in neighborhoods. And uh, I'm not even sure where all. They're
1: green catfish, and they're in our neighborhoods now. I I have seen
0: them lurking around (laughs) in dark alleyways. And And that was
1: sponsored by uh, Pop-Up Providence, which is a project of the Providence Planning Department and the Festival and Avenue Concept. So it's a really cool project.
0: Yeah, I saw one on... Where did I see it? Just off North Main Street. What's the uh, the story there? There's
1: one on Benny's. Benny's. Yes,
0: there's one on Benny's, and I said I know what that. Is. And there's one right near West Exchange on the Mill Building. There.
1: And there's one on Allen's Avenue someplace.
0: All right. Well, in fact, <laughs> so is is there a prize more, for finding um, all of these castles? Kennedy cafes?
1: Plaza and swimming up
2: Washington there's Street, Shiki. and this this is part of that sense of transformation. You know, see things differently. To to be in a space. Um, I, I remember in 2012. Walking into the plaza and just, it was pedestrian and it was full of people and music and, um, you know, even though we had been planning for, what was it, when two years before that one, you know, it, it was a well. amazing surprise, you know, an eye-opener.
0: And there's a synergy that happens, and I, I want to emphasize what you just said. This takes years of planning and an incredible amount of work, and I want to thank you, Kathleen, and First Works for the years of work you've been doing, and in particular, even the years of work for this project, and then for Lynn McCormick and her Department of Our Culture, and Tourism. This is one of... 40, 50 projects that you do. Um, these require planning. We're pl- working with the police, with transportation. Waterfire is in these meetings, traffic management. This is going to be a great success for Providence, a great success for Mayor Lorza and uh, we all work together, and it's why the arts are such an important part of creative placemaking. So we well, welcome everyone to join us for this.
2: And we appreciate Waterfire partnering with us on
1: this. Thank, Thank you, Thanks, Byron so Thank you so much
0: thank you all. So I want to see everybody there on June 13th, downtown Providence. It's going to be a happening place that you will all want to be. So thank you for joining us today.